Ladies and gentlemen, it's no longer time to let him in. It's time to let him go. Big show for you today. We got our Journey Pro love. We have news galore. Oh my goodness. Possible free agents, a free agent. Plus, we have Impact's homecoming. This is Total Spot Fest. What down, Welcome to, or welcome back to Total Spot Fest. I am JJ Brownlee. He is my co-host, Mr. Jamie Faulkner. That's me. And we are here to bring you the joy that is our review of Journey Pro's 78 Weeks Later event <sighs> from this past Friday. Lord have mercy. It was a hot show, and I mean that in so many ways. <laughs> so many ways. We'll get into it, but thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. We do truly appreciate it, like I always say. Uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, you can get a comment down below. Give us a comment uh, if you did go to this show. Uh, if not, if you watched it on Twitch, we'd love to hear about that. Who watched it on Twitch? Who, mm-hmm. You know, because definitely worthwhile and it would have been cooler to watch it on twitch this past week i know that mm-hmm. uh, but give us a comment also like subscribe all the things it does help us out quite a bit if you're listening to us and you want to give us a shout you definitely can do that on twitter at total spot fest so uh jamie we're gonna we're gonna get right to it man uh, but you have a very sweet shirt i see there you know i do i do i really do i thought we were going to get the same shirt and i was like i'm 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 actually very uh, pleased that we got the two different. They have they had shirts for the 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 event, and we pre-ordered yeah. them. I got the baseball style. Jamie's got the ringer style. Mm-hmm. Um, and comment down below where that where that's from, um, because it's actually a take on a classic entertainment piece mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from early eighties. Late seventies, early eighties, eighties. It was definitely eighties. It, it was also on my Atari. 2600 mm-hmm. yes no spoiler right there so uh we got other things we're gonna talk about too lo and behold we you know there was news like a son of a bitch over the weekend of course oh. <laughs> wow out news. of nowhere you know wake up on well i wake up on friday or saturday you know worn out you know the wrestling shows you know, where you're at, you know and i had a text from jamie waiting for me and i was not expecting that text to wake up to um and plus today, last night, or I should say Sunday night and Monday, all sorts of craziness going on. We're going to get to that in just a bit. But we're going to start with the meat of the matter. I think we've been clamoring for for uh, almost a year and a half. 16 months? 16 78 months. weeks later, by Journey Pro. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So. <sighs> I can't say enough. Just, it was just great to be there. Like, it was one of those things, like. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get into the the feel well, the details of it. Sure, yeah. yeah. But man, like I wouldn't have missed that for the world. I I don't I don't care. You know, it's one of those yeah. things. Like we had to wear masks. Don't care. We 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 had to stand, which we don't mind. Didn't care. We actually it, prefer the standing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was a thousand degrees. Don't care. Yeah, like, that was the thing. It was really hot in there. But you know, I would I would do it again in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. It was it was awesome. I'm so glad, so glad Journey Pro is officially back. It was great to see so all those good. guys there. Um, we started the first chant of the night. We'll get into that. Um, we started we started the first chant and the last chant. 
Yes, 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 we did. So yes. we opened and closed the chanting of the night. And I think I think the totality was nine total that we got going. Yeah, it's like right around eight or nine. Something like eight that. Eight or nine. I can't remember exactly, you know. But yeah, about eight or nine. And, yeah. Then I we even think, had I a nine, tiny I did one when you stepped outside. <laughs> we had to take little breaks here and there, yeah. <laughs> it was like I, I, Jamie changed his shirt twice. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. Well, for, 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 to kind of iterate, so Blip Coffee Roasters is where it was. It's over in the West Bottoms in Kansas City. West Bottoms is kind of one of those cool hippie hip areas, right? You know, where a bunch of old warehouses. This was this is the area back in like you know the turn of the century, turn of the twentieth century, I should say. Um, it was mm-hmm. like the center of like part of the the meat trade from Dallas, Kansas City, Chicago, right up. I-35, they're right up, right up the railway. So you have all the rail tracks there, and then that's where there's just a bunch of industry at the time. And so over time, it kind of just gotten forgotten about a bunch of old big empty warehouses. And so they've been slowly like revitalizing them, and it's really cool stuff. There's really, really cool pockets all around West Bottoms, right west of downtown Kansas City. So it's a real cool area. This is a, <clears throat> this is a nice little uh, coffee shop. So the coffee shop, they do their own roasting, and they kind of their, their stick is all like you know vintage motorcycles, right? You know? Mm-hmm. I guess the owners are into vintage motors. I don't know, but um, you know, it's a big, it's a big, bigger little air, bigger area for just a coffee shop. You know, so it fit perfectly. So, um, with that being said, and fair minder, it was about ninety six, ninety seven degrees for a high on Friday. We thought the heat was going to subside by Friday. Nope, it no. was Saturday. So, and it, it was sixty two percent humidity too. By the it way, it was which which is truth be told, not terrible for for. Kansas City, not no. terrible for this, no. you know. And there, I, there are people in the Northwest saying, "What the shit? Sixty-two percent? How do you breathe?" You know. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a boss. A, I had a boss that was from Portland, and it was like it was like fifty-five or fifty-six percent. He's like, "My God, how can you just put up with this?" We're like, "Oh, this is this is this is easy. This yeah, is that's nothing. Nice. <laughs> it's a nice day. It's a nice day. This is this is comfortable." But um, but no. So anyway, the moral of the story and what I was worried about from the start is that there were ducks in there. I don't know if the air conditioner was, if there is air conditioning, and if there was it, it definitely couldn't handle the amount of body heat that had permeated there. They had a, they had a fan up by the bar for like the bartenders. There was like one like floor fan over by the front door, um, <coughs> facing over to like the the main seating area. So, um, it was hot. It was very hot. It was at, it was triple digits. It, it, I mean, it literally is a brick oven. <laughs> it's a it's an old masonry built warehouse it's a brick oven that we were in and it was yeah jamie sweat through two shirts i had an undershirt on so i i stuck it out in just my one all night but oh it was and there was there was twice there was once each of us had a had a point in the in the night where we we about we about lost it we had to go outside right because we would take little breaks here and there in general but um I, i i remember mine was during everett connor's match Yours yeah. was during Jeremy Wyatt's match, of all things. <laughs> yeah, of all things. Because like, I kept yelling, Lion Tamer and Lion Tamer, and then I was like, Ooh, You started, and then you started to like get, you started to fade, and then you ran outside with a bottle of water. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, and I, I tried to make it through Everett Connors' match, and I got close. I'm just like, I can't, I can't I got to go. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, and he was so good. Everett Connors is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. if we could just talk about some of the – I mean, the, the thing was, it was good wrestling all night. The crowd, mm. the crowd was into it for the most part all night. Um, they yep. closed it the right way. They closed it with they Hoodie Howlett did. and Christian Rose. Those two are bangers. And in, in, in a no, no DQ, DQ match too. Mm. Oh, oh, so good. It, it, it was so they, sick. 
let's go to the start here. Before you get to the start, I just want to kind of piggyback one thing you said too. Um, driving up there, I mean, we felt it felt like Christmas morning as a kid, you know, yeah. for us. We drove up, we we, we carpooled over there, so because the, parking, you know, whatever. Um, we drove up and it was like it was like Christmas morning, and then you're seeing all these people who you may not know everybody's name, right? But you recognize all these faces, you know. Y'all, you you've been to enough of them. You get the same, you know, core group of people, and you're yeah. like, I know you. Yes, yes. And it's like, yes, I, I haven't seen you. You haven't. Seen, we haven't seen each other in a year and a half. And seeing DJ was great. We interviewed Walter, but it's good to see him in person. You know, not just on Zoom. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, the guys from Triple B podcast as well. It was good to see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to work with one of them at our former job. So, I mean, it's it, it just, you know, and then um, all the wrestlers you get to see that, you know, we had, you know, we had been inches from and, you know, interacted with. And then there there were other people there, too, surprise people that weren't necessarily at in the show, but were at the show. That was yes. a good surprise as well. So... Yeah, go start us off. And they started off. They started the night off good. Yeah, hundred percent. So I actually don't have the card in front of me. I am okay. Well, they started yeah. off with Gary, Gary, Gary fucking J. Yeah, they started with Gary <laughs> J and Anaya. Yeah, that's how they started. Thank Gary J and Anaya to start the night. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's nice. Um, like, uh, like you said, we we got the opening chance. So before they got going, they introduced. At least for tonight, I don't know if this is a permanent thing or not, but they had uh, a guy out, uh, got a different uh, kind of announcer for the night, and he was accompanied by somebody that had a little more wrestling experience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, uh, um, I don't know exactly, you know, but he did like beatboxing. He did, you know, he was, uh, he, he was, he was, he was good, but he didn't necessarily know all the wrestling, wrestling. So he had somebody help him because there were. We found out uh, that day. That there was four wrestlers who the Missouri Commission didn't uh, clear. Yep, which sucked. It did suck. Um, you know, one of them was uh, uh, Sam Beal from Impact Wrestling, so that mm-hmm. sucked. Uh, they had to shuffle up some matches, um, and one of the people who didn't get cleared was uh, our, our own local Dallas Cade. Yep the 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 the, the uh, what was it that the. Hard Rock Heartthrob. Hard Rock Heartthrob, something of that nature. Yeah, yeah, I love him. I love him, though. I love Mr. Dallas Kate. So. And, yeah. and, and, yeah, and I do, too. And it was good and it was good we say that because he was the guest announcer for the night. So he said, Sam Missouri's got to do a lot harder to keep me out of this fucking place. So <laughs> Yeah. We got to see him all night. And then, yeah, Gary Jane and I started off the night. Yeah, and that was a banger right away. Anaya's good. Anaya used to be part of the Howlets. When they're in NWL, the National yeah. Wrestling League. Um, there's a lot of NWL alumni there tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a hell of a match. Uh, I mean, Gary J, of course, he wins. But he wins. It was – the crowd was into it. Everything was into it. Man, as soon as we heard his music hit, oh, my God, everybody was already, like, amped up. It's like, this is how you're going to start. You're going to start with Gary uh-huh. J. Let's go. It now, was you awesome. Could, you could tell it was a little – I immediately wanted to run up to the to to, to the ring because the, the the thing is you line up around the ring you slap it in, in tune with Wolf Mother which is his uh, Joker the Thief is his theme song mm-hmm. or his entrance song and I want it's you could tell there was a lot and the moral of the story from this week is like it's the first time in sixteen months it's a brand new location all sorts of stuff right or 
we're figuring things out. And the, I think the crowd was that too, because I saw a couple that were kind of looking over. And they were like, "Do we run up? To, do we go to the? Do we go to the ring and do the slappy?" Because <laughs> the yeah. ring was kind of like it wasn't centered in the place. It was back. I don't want to say in a corner, but it was you know it was in the corner. The, uh, it was in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. So it actually made for good visibility. But you couldn't get all the way around the ring, so it was a little bit of a different setup than I than I've been to in most shows. Yeah, I would agree. It was definitely different because usually you have the entire ring surrounded with fans. It was just two sides, and we stood on one side because they only had like four chairs, and it was open over there. So we had uh-huh. amazing view all night of great action. Like we felt all the the Ric Flair chops. Like ooh. Yeah, it was. Just we got we got response from. I mean, guy, I'm Gary J. Immediately pointed, gave me gave me a bit, you know big nod at the beginning there. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I don't know why more people weren't over there because it's like you said, it's like there's like four or five chairs. Then there was the production table with like the camera mount, and then the guys who were doing the the, the pod or the the Twitch stream uh, commentary, mm-hmm. and then there was this big area to the left of that. That's where we were. Like you, me, Dusty. Oh, we met our we met our, our contest winner, Dusty, and his kid as well. Had a great time there. Um, you know, it was it was it was good to see me make some new friends as well. So. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, both of them at more shows. Um, you know, if we ever run a contest again, I hope he hope he enters. It was good. Uh, it was really really nice meeting them. They're good folks. Uh, they mm-hmm. got into it too. It was, it was good times. They like. Hopefully, hopefully they didn't think we're complete idiots and crazy. But, you know, <laughs> if they do, I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So that that's how we started, and then I'm just pulling up the uh, rest of the. So the second the second match I had was you have the card. Yeah. Well, the second match was a mixed tag match. Right after that. Of Kenny Alfonso and Sation were working together, and Enlightenment came out. I, which, yeah, which I thought was great. That was mainly because Luke Langley's triple threat match kind of got <laughs> killed because two of the guys that are in his match are gone. Right. So Luke Langley and Mike Seidel form Enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Seidel, the brother of Matt Seidel, for all those at home or who are AEW fans. Um, and he's been on AEW. It was great to see, and they did awesome. Um, the whole match back and forth was great. It was hot as hell. This is the first time. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen Kenny Alfonso be a heel. And if you don't know who Kenny Alfonso is, you need to do yourself a favor and Google that mf right now. He is great. Like he is great. People he's like so good. He so will good. be on a major promotion before the next 24 months. I think he's he's going to either yeah. show up in NXT, Ring of Honor, something. He has got it. He is really damn good. We actually had the opportunity to talk to him after the show. Really cool guy. He's going to be up in Iowa uh, doing some stuff there. And then he's going to be up in Minnesota. Like He, he travels all over the Midwest. Um, he is a hell of a, He's a hell of a player. Look forward to seeing more of him, but yeah, they it was it was a fun that match was fun, right? Hundred percent. And it was and it wasn't just it was interesting because like you said, you had uh, Luke Langley reverting back. He, he he changed gimmicks for the night. He went back to his old gimmick of the Enlightenment. Now Seidel's what you see from him on AEW. That's that's what he was. That's what he's been. That's that's, it, that's him. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and him and Luke Langley were the Enlightenment. They were like both yogis, right? You know, and everything like this. So um, easy enough for him to flip over. But it, it, I mean, it wasn't just that. Yeah, Devin Thomas couldn't make it. It was one of the ones too. So mm. that that threw a wrench in Kenny Alfonso's plans. Uh, we already talked about the women's match. How that has you know had had to get scrapped. So it's good that they found something else for Station to do as well. She's talented. I do like her. Um, yeah. you know, she I played she the gets, crowd really well. She did. I think. I think she. She got. I think that you know she has a good move set. You know, you can mm-hmm. tell that she. You know, she's she's. You know, a couple more years. I think definitely going to serve her wonderfully. So, mm-hmm. oh, those um, kicks, man. Whoo. I know, good, they look good. I like so it. that that was good to see. Um, you know that. So that's how they went next. Uh, then after that, they had was that Connors. Um, after that was um, Cole Raddick and versus uh, Everett Connors. Yeah. So no, those they matches were at, got- no, they were after the intermission. I'm sorry, they were after the intermission. So the next match after that... Oh, Thumbs and Bun. No, no, was, no. It was, it was the six-pack challenge. It was the six-pack challenge. And right, which we were not expecting. We were not expecting the six-pack challenge. It was not on here. And the big thing about this one, ladies and gentlemen, was they had a surprise <laughs> entrant. They had a couple surprise entrants. So they happened to have a couple guys who've been on AEW before, again. Yeah. Um, if you watch Shane Guevara's blog, there was this guy from Kansas City that was always trying to be in the boy band. He was one of the guys there. Um, but the one that made me the most happy, and I think it made you, another NWL alumnus. That's right. And Mr. Moonshine himself. Moonshine Mantel. Moonshine oh. Mantel. This is so, good shit. Yeah. Such a, and this was such a fun six-pack challenge is, is a staple of Journey Pro. And I'm glad they had one. <laughs> I really am. You can tell this is kind of thrown together because of some of the shufflings, you know. Hey, mm-hmm. who's clear to Missouri? Who can we get? You know, I think it's one of those things. And uh, yeah. it was it was fun though. The first guy to come out, he was this kind of bigger guy. He had this like orange and lime green thing on. He came out to Real Big Fish's uh, take on me, which got the crowd in a right frame of mind. And mm-hmm. and he kept trying to be friends with everybody throughout the night. We're friends, we're friends, and then they they keep turning on him, you know. Yeah. It was so good. Like, no. No. <laughs> it was good stuff. There's another guy who's in green, too. He goes, same color. Same color. We're friends. And then, bam. No. no. <laughs> uh, Mushai Mantel won that. Um, yes. And then we had uh, a tag match before intermission, right? No. Before intermission, we happened to have – that was intermission. Oh, intermission was after – okay, intermission was after that. It was really hot. Uh, I'm gonna repeat. It that. was really hot. Like, it like was... I said, I sweat through. Like, my first shirt was dripping. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty big sweater. You know, like most people like sweat, but like, man, like I, when I start sweating, I start sweating. Yeah. Um, I, thought, <laughs> I thought I sweat a lot, and I do. And you yeah. put me to shame. I just yeah. Go, so that first damn, shirt, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, but the second shirt lasted a little bit longer. Thank right. goodness. Just to give you an I, idea. So they sold out of beer completely on the inside. They had an outside bar with a cooler, or whatever. And they had beer. They completely sold out of beer. And I guarantee you, nobody left drunk because we everybody oh, sweated no. out of them. I did. I had I had like eight or nine, and then just completely sweated out of me. But yeah, so yeah. that was intermission. Okay. So then right after intermission, they did um, Thumbs and Buns versus the <sighs> premiere. That was good. 
And that was a great match. It was great to see Thumbs and Buns back again. Mighty Micah. Micah, Micah, Micah got some new ring garb, you know, and he got a yeah. beard now. And he's yeah. got a beard now. Yeah, he looks he looks pretty good. He's, he's gotten better in the ring as well. And, of course, Buns was a blonde guy. Now he's got, like, dark hair and a beard. And, and uh-huh. he's he looked really good. It was a fun match. Um and I loved how it ended. Uh, the premiere actually got the W on that one. And yep. I mean, they, they are tag champs, so they kind of deserve it. They're the zero one USA tag champs. I didn't remember yes. the promotion there for a second. Yeah, but but during this match, funny thing, I got hot, so I went outside for a hot mm-hmm. second, and I'm standing out there, and I look over, and I see Quinn McKay and Dak Draper of Ring of Honor. Which out. is when you think about it, if you re- if you're in the know, that's not a surprise. <laughs> yeah, they are big. They 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 were in NWL together. He's mm-hmm. done a lot with Journey Pro. He's good peeps. He's very good friends with one of the owners, DJ. Yeah, very like very they good go friends. vacation together. Good friends. Yeah, so and then, I mean, and then like he. This <laughs> is the cool close. thing about Dak Draper. So Dak Draper, if you listen, this is a shout out directly to you. He looked over and he goes, "Hey." How you, that, I thought that was you. How you do it? And like you remember me from eons ago, right? And we chit chatted for like ten minutes. Like he was just talking me up. I was talking about like how's Ring of Honor. He's like things are great. I'm like man, that's awesome. I hope nothing but the best for you. And like how's Quinn doing? How's how's everything going? Blah blah blah. And we just started talking about stuff. And he saw my Dan Housen shirt and he goes, "That dude's hilarious." Like you know, and <laughs> we just talked about things like that. And yeah, yeah. He, was, he was great. Um, they. Uh, also, somebody who was standing back there was Devin Thomas, uh, who who wasn't unable to perform, and Niles Plonk. So there is yet another NWL <laughs> um, person there. But yeah, they had Niles quite Plonk. a few. But oh, they and they had one of the uh, the Royal Blood or the Regal, yeah, Regal Twins, the Regal oh, Twins I, of Regal New Twins, Japan, yeah. USA. Regal Twins, mm-hmm. USA. Yeah, one of them was another, there. Another NWL uh, alum there. I, can't, I don't know which one. I can never keep them straight. They're, they are freaking one of them. They look they look identical. <laughs> he was so. there with his girlfriend and uh, saw him first. He was there at the beginning of the show. And yeah, kind of. And they were just they were just hanging outside. They didn't want to. They didn't go in. You know, they didn't want to take away. Which you could tell, class acts. All of them. They didn't want to go in and take away from. You know, they're, they want to support they're hanging out right so i did go outside to vape after that because he told me that you know you know megan's here i go outside and i like is that Dak? he goes ah! you know he recognized me too same thing and then i said oh congratulations by the way and he just uh, so he, we went off and he started started telling me about you know how he couldn't mess up the proposal and all this thing and going on it's like good people good damn people this is yeah. why we love journey pro so much because it's a it's that promotion where you get to make this connection with these people who are on the way to the big show, if you would. So that was yeah, great. that was great. Yeah. That was a highlight of for honestly, that was a highlight for me of the night was talking with all those guys. It always yeah, is. yeah, it, it is like I, the chance to speak with Dak Draper for as long as I did and Kenny Alfonso was mm-hmm. pretty damn cool, right. I, just, I really enjoyed it. Like so and I and again, I can't wait for the next show, which the next show is August twenty eighth. Um so we will definitely yeah, we'll be talk going about that. that. We'll talk about this show in a minute here. So to finish up this show, next match was the Everett Connors and Cole Raddick match. And this was a great match. It was unfortunate a little bit that mm-hmm. it wasn't just me, but you could tell the crowd was getting this is this is their bogged down point. The crowd was just kind of like <sighs> 
Yeah, we were really it, it, hot. Everybody was <laughs> everybody was very tired because I wanted to get up and this was a fantastic match. It was great to see Everett Connors in person. Cole Raddick, he's good. I like him. I don't like his tights. I don't like his you know his garb, but <laughs> hey, you know whatever you know. It, it's it's a weird fitting. It's like a onesie. It's like it's like a, it's, it's it not was a the Taz. It was the Taz gear. It's the Taz, but it just it, di- it didn't look right on him for some reason. He needed no, some I, shorts on. If they yeah. had like some shorts on it, you know, instead of just being like yeah. the Taz style, I, like whatever. a full anyway. on regular singlet. It's the singlet yeah. without without the legs. Like it's kind right. of right. Like, yeah, like a brief bottom instead of a you know. Th- yeah. that's what it was. So anyway, um, and uh, Everett got the win, which yeah. led us to I want to call him co-main event. I don't know if they did or not at the night, but then it led us into the uh, the uh, Gateway Heritage, Heritage Championship, Championship Triple ma- Threat Match under pure under pure wrestling, wrestling rules. because yes, because it, it's Jeremy Wyatt, Jeremy Wyatt versus the one called Manders versus what was the dude's name? Uh, Graham Bell. Graham Bell. Mr. Wasteland and yeah, and like it was. Awesome. He had a bazooka that dry fired that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Um, this and this match was great. This was a good match. Manders over his shit with this crowd. Um, it wasn't. It, it typically Wyatt does long matches. That's kind yes. of his mo, which is fine. They're good. This was a short match for him. This is only about a 28, 26, 28 minute match. Yeah, typically Which he does a full me. hour, like yeah. nonstop, just an hour. Yep. And yeah, fifty minutes I, an hour, minute, yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. So. And I think it, I think it had a lot to do with the heat. I think all those guys were just getting exhausted, definitely towards the end. Yeah. Um, but in 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 typical Jamie and JJ fashion, we were all over his ass to do a line tamer the whole <laughs> match. And he didn't do a line tamer, but he did do he a dragon by- sleeper. Right, while so Manders was doing a figure four on Graham Bell, mm-hmm. and while he was doing that, here comes Wyatt in the ring, and he does a dragon sleeper on Graham Bell also. Yes, smart, smart. <laughs> yes, yes, and he gets he taps out and he gets the win. So boom, there you go. Yeah, Bob's your uncle. Still, <clears throat> your gateway heritage champion. Now, the main event we already talked about uh, briefly. Hoodie Hallett, Christian Rose, no DQ match. This match was lit. It oh. was just straight fire. You had fuck about hoodie chance. Uh, Christian Rose. Everybody, I mean, it was it was a great main event. And they, you're right, they did it right. They didn't put the championship match at the end of the show. They put it before the, some, the emotional match, right? Because the last time we saw Hoodie Hallett was his retirement, quote-unquote, yeah, match his against retirement match. Gary yeah. J, where he came out with strange music and did the whole swerve at the end and, and a big fuck you to all of us as he wasn't retired. It was so good. <laughs> it I was love, fantastic. I love, love heel shit. And it just made my, happy, made my heart happy. And we and we got we got weapons we got things used we had chairs pulled out chairs uh, we, galore chair wow. uh, hoodie got bent, hoodie bent two of the chairs because they were like it was where the chair was set up you know like this with the seats facing each other and he got turned around and flipped over and bam right through them and just bent the shit out of them um, it was great it was it was it was really good and then near the end 
Here comes Anaya. Now, at the end of the opening match between Anaya and Gary J, there was kind of like this mutual respect, you know, fist bump by them, you know. Gary J was calling for it, and Anaya gave it to him. Like, oh, that's a good turn of phrase for him. Well, now he's back to his actual self. So he's still affiliated, I guess, somehow, some way. The Howlets, With the the Howlets clan. And, yeah, so he came out and... Uh, assisted in, in in trying to get you know the uh, uh, hoodie over hoodie the win and you know and he kept fighting back he kept fighting back and then they took out Nick Chen poor poor big dick Nick Chen got his ass taken out by Anaya because he was gonna count the three you know because <laughs> yeah that was great. and then hoodie's yelling at DJ to get another referee and DJ came in and played wonderfully into it and eventually they get Kennedy. Canada. Can- right, you left me hanging there for a hot second. Um, you have to have you have to have the pause. <laughs> the dramatic pause. I understand. Okay, so they they brought out Kennedy as the ref and Canada. And then it came down to it, and eventually it was Christian Rose who actually got the win, which was surprising as hell. It was because the odds were not stacked in his favor. No, um, no, 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 no. But he turned this stuff around. Weapons are used anyway. Got to the point. He got the win. And then the beatdown ensued afterwards, right? Which I told Jamie this because we were on the side where we could see where the curtain that went in the back was. And I saw every once in a while, I saw it kind of peek open just a, a smidge. And I saw a little orange beard stick in there. And I'm like, Gary J's got to come out. Gary J's, this, this is full circle. This is the epitome of long term storytelling. <laughs> I mean, yes. unintentional, right? 16 months worth. But sure as shit, here comes Gary J with a chair to make the save. That's how we end the night. We end the night with the Journey Pro chant, of course, to send us all home. So, absolutely, it was great. It actually made uh, <sighs> DJ tear up a little bit. I looked over. Uh-huh. Uh, it was good stuff, man. It was it was an emotional night. Like everybody was just so excited to be there. Heat be damned, you know. Again, yeah, mass who uh, gives a shit. Don't care. We we Loved were it. there. We saw live wrestling. I went and picked up picked up my shirt at the end of the show and had all the wrestlers on. I just went through and gave each of them a fist bump, you know, down the line. It was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. They all they they all appreciated that. We talked to Kenny Alfonso for like fifteen minutes before uh, we head out, and you know, talked to DJ for a while. So it was great. Yeah, and and also <sighs> one thing about Kenny Alfonso, I forgot to mention this to everybody, but I was able when I was speaking to him. Because we were talking about his physique. And, like, mm-hmm. he is... Yeah. I mean, he's a smaller dude. But, man, he's more shredded Julian Sal, man. Like, he and pulled I said, that out at 11 o'clock at night in the West Bombs like, after a sweaty wrestling show. It was hilarious. I got him to crack up. And that's what that's all that matters. I, it, I got was, him to laugh. Funny. And it that was is funny. all I'm here for. I'm the well, comedic relief, people. Well, maybe we can get him on, uh, maybe we can get him on the podcast sometime. Oh, we can talk about that. Check awesome. out. If Kenny, if you're listening, give us a shout on Twitter. We want, we want, we'll interview you on the podcast. So, yes. uh, The next show is coming up here later this month. The tickets were supposed to go on sale today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Journey Pro account, which I think it was Walter who made that. Walter or DJ, one of them. Uh, yeah. But they, they wrote through it that that tickets are not going on sale today. Yesterday, or, or I guess yesterday was, Monday. Uh, so they came through Sunday night and were like, tickets aren't going on sale on Monday. We're pushing it off by a week because they're trying to secure some location things. Being very vague about it, but the implication, if you read between the lines, is that they're going to try and get a outdoor venue for August in Missouri. 
because that's probably a smarter thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, grow, I mean, hey, this is the first show in a brand new place. They didn't have the number of people there. I think in part two because they need to test this out a little bit too. So, um, yeah. And they and we tested it out that in the middle of the summer, it's a lot of people in there. And it's really fucking hot. So <laughs> we were crammed in there, and it was hot as balls. Like it, it was hot was as balls. I mean, hot. you said it yourself, October's going to be wonderful at that place. Yes. It's going to be so good. That we'll place go, is perfect. Get yourself a, a pumpkin spice latte and it just, oh, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Um, I, I just went, yeah, I know. I went, yeah, I went you like sure did. You, you went really uh, basic right there. <laughs> I, I was basic, basic as shit. Um, but anyway, so next Monday, the 9th at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, journeyprokc.com. Tickets are on sale. Don't know the name for the new new show yet. They don't have a name for it yet. Don't matter. I'll buy them. It does not, <laughs> it does not matter. If you wanted to go last time, you missed out on your chance tickets, here's your chance. It's in the afternoon, too. 5 p.m. That's a great time, too, because I'm not a morning person. I always rely on Jamie to get tickets whenever it's anything before, like, 11 a.m., because I'm just like, if I'm awake, I'm going to be barely functional at my computer. So you buy the tickets. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... I hope we, we hope to see you guys there. So, Journey Pro, um, I'm not going to give this a, a rating like we give our other shows because I think that's unfair. That's not not that's not really the spirit of it, you know. So, but big two thumbs up, Journey Pro. You guys are the shit. Yet four thumbs up. Four thumbs. All right. So, I generally thought so. There was that, and then uh, I know Saturday Saturday night was. Uh, impacts uh, uh, mini pay per view ish thing, right? Homecoming. I thought that was going to be it for the weekend, right? I thought that that yeah, there's not very much going on, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Jamie uh, awoken me on Saturday with a somewhat shocking of a tweet. So let's Holy talk about crap. the news that that came out of nowhere and just multiplied and multiple. I mean, snowballs worth of news for the weekend. So. Jamie, give us the big headline. Well, the biggest headline, if you have been living under a rock, then you don't know what this is, but WWE is at it again, and they released (laughs) a huge-ass name. They released Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, is no longer a part of WWE. They gave his gimmick to somebody else and fired him. I... uh, He was supposed to have been confirmed for return on August 9th in Orlando. Yep. And just straight up fired him. And advertised. Now. But, but how they fired him, too. Oh. Next level dick dick move for them. Uh, there, there's levels to the dickness of this, but go ahead. Yeah. So, so he is one of the top stars of the company. Like, he's paid as one of the top stars, and he was at, treated as one of the top stars. They fired him via text. Text message from John Laronitis. Not even Vince. Not even Vince. Oh, I mean, or that Triple is. H or Kevin Dunn or any of them. Laurinaitis texts him. Now, it, it compounds, too. I don't know if you know this or not, but JoJo was officially let go as well over the past week. They said she was let go months ago. She was basically, but I think they made it official official within the past few weeks is what I read. Oh. I don't remember the details of it, but there was there was that too, though. So, yeah, I, I okay. 
there's a million ways you can shake this up before everybody starts going, you know, Bray Wyatt to AEW. Just settle down. Um, <laughs> it. Yes, did they take his gimmick, which he crafted so beautifully and give to somebody else? Basically, yes, they did. Okay. I just don't, I just don't, I can't, I, this to me makes even less sense than dropping Braun Strowman, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Strowman, at least, you know, you come to it, if you're, if you're legitimately doing budget cuts, then he's a big dollar bill sign on your ledger and you've got 15 of him, right? You got, you know, so that makes sense. So the other cuts, not so much, you know? Um, the, you know, the, like the women's division cuts, getting rid of the iconics was stupid, you know, things like that. So, uh, of course, cutting Ruby was, was dumb. Hey, Ruby. Um, but this to me makes no sense at all. I don't, I don't he, understand. <clears throat> I, I, apparently this is what I read earlier on this afternoon is that there is, uh, if I can find it, I did have it right here. I don't know where I went. But it said that, yeah, there is uh, uh, WWE's TV partners are reportedly frustrated over the release of Bray Wyatt. Uh, it was announced on Saturday, right? It was from the company. Budget cuts, bullshit was the excuse, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's, in an update, there is said to be, quote, a lot of frustration from the networks WWE works with, presumably NBC Universal, USA Network, and Fox, according to Andrew Zarin of the Matt Men podcast. Don't know where his sources are, but that's what he's saying. Uh, one network source reportedly said, "Quote Bray's release, Bray's that's that's the wrong, that's the improper tense. Jesus Christ, yeah. Bray's released is really disappointing and a little scary." that top stars are being let go. And yeah, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. He's a top star. He's a guy you were billing for this big return. And it's out of no I mean, did you I just this came out of nowhere legitimately, you know, just like boom, you're gone. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like he is the most creative mind that they have there. He By came far. up he came up with this whole Firefly Funhouse. He he cultivated it. He built it into something. It is the most watched thing for WWE on YouTube, other than of course, you know, up, up, down, down. But it was the thing. Everybody I, I wanted know, more of the that's fiend. That's something separate. That's yeah, a separate universe. People so. wanted the fiend. They wanted more of the fiend. They wanted more of his 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 creative genius. Hell. The, the the first iteration of the Wyatt family. Like people wanted yeah. that because he helped create those vignettes of that. And then he created the second the second run of it. Um, you know, with the run and, and things like that. Like he was a big influencer on that and he helped other people develop their pieces too. Like that's the thing. And and the shockwaves of this release is felt throughout all of WWE and the people who were released, like some of them were like are astounded. Like so this is the one thing that really pisses me off about this. I'm going to go on this little tirade. <laughs> oh, just one thing? Okay, go ahead. Okay, well, one of them. So, of course, he gets released. The very first thing most of the, the WWE marks do is they automatically start attacking Alexa Bliss. This was... Yes. Okay. Fucking rip the assholes. Go. Yeah. Okay. So 
she is paid by this company. They told her to work with him and start developing the character with him, which she did under their guidance, and they told her what to do. She is basically, in all t- intents and purposes, an actress and playing a role. She's playing what the role. What she legit is. So you're going to attack the person that is playing the role, or are you going to attack the person that made her play the role, who, who hired her to do the role to, to take mm-hmm. it from him? <clears throat> like, that's some bullshit. I'm just calling out now. Like, if you're one of those people, you can just start unfollowing us now because that there's no reason you should attack her when you should be attacking the main problem of Kevin Dunn, Bruce Pritchard, Vince McMahon, those motherfuckers right there. Leave her alone. Like, that is just stupidity personified. Like, you are you are them at that point. You are exactly what they just did. Congratulations. And, like, it's, a, and it's, it's an eight. <clears throat> it's in a unshockingly, you know, just degenerative streak of the IWC attacking, blaming women for things that happen. You know, like they blame Naomi when Jim got arrested. Jim Uso got arrested for DWI. It's like I'm pretty sure Naomi wasn't funneling alcohol down his mouth. I'm yeah. pretty sure that didn't happen. Um, why is it her fault that he got a DWI? He was fucking stupid. Own up to it. Whatever. Yeah, blaming Alexa because Bray got fired. She has nothing to do with that. She has absolutely nothing to do with that whatsoever. Stupid, 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 stupid. There was even somebody that started... I don't know. It's like this fucking tools, right? Some tool on Twitter put up there the thing that Alexa Bleas had reportedly asked for her release because she came out with a very heartfelt message about, you know, Bray. Because... She's a good person who, you know, a friend from work lost their job. So she's going to say something nice about him, right? Yeah. That's what people do. That's what, <laughs> that's what, that's what real people do. Okay, all you internet trolls. And they started just going at her even more. And somebody's like, oh, apparently she asked for, she requested her release. There's no, no proof of that whatsoever. I dug it. I looked into it just for shits and giggles. Not a shred of any rumbling of her asking for her release. Anywhere. Shit, she was on Raw last night on two different segments. Yeah. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Uh, it's compounded, though, a lot of this, too, because the here's, here's a thing to kind of put a pen in and think long term. Because <clears throat> we've long said WWE doesn't give a shit about wrestling, give a shit about the fans, right? They care about money. Yeah. They get, that, they get that money through a bunch of different fashions, but. The primary source of income is TV rights, just like college football, right? Just like Oklahoma and Texas give a shit about basketball or any other sport. They want the money. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. 100%. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Jayhawk, all you, you and your other friends. But that's. Right. Well, we know. It, it, it's the same way. But it's all about the TV deals. So put a pin in this because. Th- Networks are not happy with the ratings, right? Fox especially is not happy. They were promised three million uh, of three million views a, a, an episode when they signed the deal, right? That was the assumption, and they're lucky to get two. And so it was reported also last week that WWE's TV partners were not happy with CM Punk reportedly going to AEW. And the story goes a little bit further. They're shocked that they didn't even consider, WWE that is, didn't even consider trying to get him, is what they said. 
Mm-hmm. How can you not even try? We don't know anything about wrestling, and everybody's talking about this guy. How could you not even try to get him? Which, of course, Vince McMahon says, that's one guy I just can't work with. Yep. And that's not an answer that TV executives are going to take. Okay, I guess you're right. <laughs> They're going to be like, fuck you, because... We do the, it all the it, time. <laughs> if the tide keeps going the way it's going, we'll get to numbers in a second here. If the tide keeps going the way it's going, remember these Remember these few key moments. Because when, when the TV executives start questioning why you're releasing certain talent or not obtaining certain talent, that's usually not a good sign for your wrestling promotion. Oh, 100%. See, see, see the Turner Network. See uh, TNA, uh, you know, when it was still TNA. Um, yeah. So it also, to, to add gasoline to that, Reports came out today that those same people who were pissed off about CM Punk, guess what they were also pissed off about? Bray Wyatt's release. Like, Yo. yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. It's Fightful, just like... Fightful even put it out there. Like, one of them basically is like, what the fuck is this? Right. Like, that's, yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. So, they, these, I mean, this is. First CM Punk, okay. <clears throat> they might be able to excuse that. But getting giving away one of your gold mines that is a, a, a genius and is a draw, mind blowing. Like it just is baffling on, on all levels. I mean, it's instantly going to be wherever he shows up, which is and everybody's going to say AW first, right? Okay, sure, and I get that. I I'll probably say the same thing, right? Of course, but I, I mean eight. Good. What would you say? New Japan. Okay, that's good because I was going to say that too. I think him in New Japan would be amazing. Oh, Here's why. Please, <laughs> and, yes. and, and think about this. WWE is all about making money. He's this horror movie angle, basically, right? The slasher horror thing. Yeah. Shit, if you watch... I watched like three matches from Raw last night. Just because a little bit. I had to have something to watch while I was on the bike, right? And every commercial break, they're airing for the new show on Sci-Fi and USA Network. The Chucky TV show, right? Oh, yes, yes. I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but or you have a guy that's a horror theme thing, and, and you, yeah, that's that's tie-in, that's <laughs> that's synergy right there, folks. I don't know why you don't capitalize on that, but you don't. You fire the fucker, whatever. Yeah, anyway. and 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 one thing that Japan is really known for is their horror movie scene. Exactly, like the audition, Juwan, exactly. like I can the original just keep ring. Going. Yeah, yeah, the original the original ring. You know, Juwan's gr- the grudge. You know, and like they got tons of just amazing, amazing scary movies. Yeah, and he's he and, and one that thing culture is, is big over there. That's part. Of, it's kind of like how wrestling is into their typical entertainment culture. So is horror. Yeah. So he, he just like he fits in perfect over there because they allow creative freedom a lot. Just oh, like yeah, they AEW. love over the topness, definitely. Oh yeah, he'll be a huge draw for them. Like he will. The thing with him, if he goes there, he gets them something that they really haven't had in a while, and that is American eyes who aren't your typical New Japan wrestling fan like me. Like mm-hmm. it's those holy shit Bray Wyatt went over there. What's going on in New Japan? Who's this Okada guy? I've never heard of him. And then everybody right. sees Okada. But oh my god, he's amazing. Oh, I've heard of the Bullet Club. Like everybody's heard of the Bullet Club, but they, they don't know. T-shirts. Yeah, they don't know. They say they know, but then they don't know. 
Like, daily, I saw on Daily Mail there's a guy who owned like 61 Bullet Club shirts, never seen anything Bullet Club related in his life. He just thought they looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, he's he's going to be a draw for them. And it makes a lot of sense. Of course, of course, AEW is what everybody says. And I, and well, I actually uh, argued that on Twitter with somebody. But like, of course, everybody's going to say AEW because they're the big dog. Everybody thinks he's going to go to the big dog. I don't think he's that guy. I well, really don't. You made a very good point on Twitter as well. And it ties into our next little bit we're going to talk about. Because, and I've been thinking about this too. Not everybody can go to AEW. They've already got a pretty full roster. Yes, they have a secondary show that they're launching here in a week and a half, right? Yeah. They need it. And ironically enough, I can't remember who Tree is, Alvarez or whoever, but um, if you take the numbers from AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation, they actually are more than what NXT got last year, last week, and definitely and each of them are higher than Impact's viewership. Which is insane. <laughs> Which is Which, so. I mean, so everybody dismisses those. We do a little bit too, but you're talking about 180 to 300 thousand views, right? Mm-hmm. That's on YouTube. That's actually that's good. That's, that's some good, really good. Yeah, that's some good stuff. You know, it's not it's not several million views. You know, but it's it's it is definitely fuel for the fire. But at that point, like I'm trying to say. You've got a lot of people already. Yeah. You can't add everybody to the roster. You need to add to the women's department. You need to add to the women's division a few here and there. Iconics, Ruby Soho, hey Ruby, you know, maybe one or two. You know, there's a few can't miss people. We all know that Danielson and CM Punk are basically in, right? Barring something that we don't foresee. Everybody assumes that's a those are done deals, right? Yeah. Who do you keep adding in? Do you bring in Braun Strowman too and Bray Wyatt? And you bring in Buddy Murphy, which would be great. But then it's like you bring you 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 you've got X amount of room in the coffers and they're yeah. getting pretty full. So somebody's gonna have to go or not come. Yeah. That sounded bad. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's one of those things like they are getting to the point now. Where they they they've figured out their flow, they've they mm-hmm. they've became very successful. Now they got a lot of other people that they're kind of developing. Rampage is really going to help with that, we think, but we still don't know what what the end game of Rampage is. You know, to, is it's it, only an hour show right now, right now, and they're already talking about extending it to two hours. I um, think it's going to have to be two hours. Yeah, this, they're going to have two two hour shows. It's, it's Which is what's perfect. Gonna That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, don't. Don't give me a three-hour show, AEW. I mean, oh. Tony Khan's already out on that, but, you know. He's definitely out of it. But you, you know who's not out on that? Who? WWE SmackDown. Of it's course. reported that they're talking about making it three hours, putting the third hour on FS1. So dumb. Because <laughs> they can't do it on Fox, because Fox, where it says network agreements, they have to be done by 10, 10 Eastern, 9 Central. Yeah. So they'd have to do a third hour of SmackDown on FS1. Yes. Yeah, that's just that's stupid. Anyway, sorry. oh god, they're dumb. So that leads into the news that happened uh, Sunday night into Monday morning. Wrestling Inc. broke the news that I don't know. Were you shocked to hear this? I wasn't when I first heard it. I don't think so. I think I was so, kind of expecting it. Adam Cole. 
nobody really knew. There was kind of some confusion about his contract, right? Some people were like, "He's yeah. not. He's a, he's signed until twenty twenty four. He's this. He's that." Well, as it turns out, his contract has already expired. It expired after the Great American Bash, but he took an extension, and it actually he is on the payroll for WWE until SummerSlam weekend. And because here's the, here's the kicker, because of this extension, one thing that gets kind of lost in the shuffle he doesn't have with this is a no com- complete. NXT usually gets a thirty day no compete clause. Mm-hmm. NXT stores do uh, because he did the extension. Whatever part of the signing of his extension was waiving the rest of the no compete. So when his, his contract is done, he can show up the next night anywhere he wants. Hell yeah. Unbelievable. It's one of those things. It actually cost somebody their job. I read on, I think it was Russell Talk uh, mentioned it, that the person who was responsible for knowing these things, uh, he, was, he, he was one of the ones who has been fired uh, recently <laughs> because <laughs> when that was found out, it was not good. Now, here comes, here comes the play. We're going to play this game now. Okay. Adam Cole to in Adam Cole to AEW foregone conclusion where his girlfriend he's going to propose her at some point in time soon enough right but yeah. his girlfriend and his best friends are or does he stay where he's king of the castle in NXT knowing that eventually Vince going to call him up and bury him because he's quote unquote too short you know <sighs> it's a tougher decision than i would than, than you would think on the surface of things i'm just gonna say that i mean it's one of those things like what does he do does he go for money or does he go to have fun and you know grow as an artist and maybe go back one day um i think i think the play for him is to leave it, look what it did for moxley yeah I mean, and then he can go back to New Japan. He could do that. Like he can, he can do exactly the same thing Moxley's doing. Be able to wrestle New Japan. Be able to wrestle on Impact. Mm-hmm. Be able to wrestle everywhere. Have carp like have freedom over over who he is and what he does. Wrestle with his best friends. Join the Elite as another member of the Elite, which would be absolutely amazing. Come in and be heel. Um, if he's heel version of himself, that's the best version of him. Uh, it is the best version. Now, here's an interesting bit, too, to all this. You talk about heel version of himself. One thing that won't be of himself is the words Adam Cole, at least not right now. Oh, yeah, because it's owned by... A, it's, owned it's owned by, by WWE. WWE. At least for now, it is. I, if I was Tony Khan... I would sign him and then say because we're just assuming so it makes the most sense. Like we said, that's where his that's where his girlfriend is. That's where his best friends are. I think I think same thing could be said if he goes to Impact. I think it actually makes a little bit more sense for him to go to Impact because you got the Bullet Club angle now with Chris Bay over there, right, flirting with the Bullet Club, and you know, I think that that gives him an actual Bullet Club Bullet Club sounding. Because remember, he was beat out of the Bullet Club pre Elite. Yes, pre Elite, but he was he's one he's of- never been a part of the Elite. He was beat out of the Bullet Club before they formed the Elite. They mm-hmm. formed the Elite after, um, or no? They formed the Elite. They formed the Elite when they beat out J- AJ. So maybe there was the Elite. The Elite was there. 
I can't. I I I'm get. I get the timelines mixed up because I didn't. I wasn't a stern watcher. I caught most of like the old Bullet Club through the Ring of Honor days because they all did dual duty in Ring of Honor and and New Japan. So I get confused at times. So whatever, whatever. Point being, I think that that makes sense too. Um, I don't know. But if if let's say he goes to AEW, if I was Tony Khan, I would sign him at midnight twelve oh one as soon as I fucking can. And I would immediately pull the lawyers in and go to WWE and say, "How much to buy that shit?" Yeah, how much for his name? Yep, give me a give me a dollar amount, ten million, fine, fuck it, whatever. You know, I I, I don't, I'm not Tony Khan, I can't speak for him, but I would definitely try that because here's the thing: if he comes off as Austin Coleman, whatever Austin's his legal name, it's just not the same. <laughs> <laughs> He's Adam Cole. I mean, he could probably go as Adam Coleman. Maybe I mean, but that's awful, awfully close. I mean, but it's I not think the what same. I, I th- you remember remember Cody Rhodes had to go through this because he had to he had to basically sue to get his name back. It was his legal name though, so it's a little bit different. But I mean, because he was because he was Cody, he could only yeah. be Cody for the longest time. Well, he could have been Cody Reynolds, which is his mother's name. Which is right. He could have done that. I mean, I think I think I if Adam Cole was smart, he'd either go by Cole. Or Adam Coleman, something like that. Well, he he would need to have two words because you can't do the baby without you just. It's cold, baby. I mean, I guess that works. I don't know. We'll see. Tell you what, you guys give us a comment. Let you know what you what you think. Where do you think Adam Cole is going to end up? Do you think he's going to resign? I think there's a genuine good, better than people are wanting to say opportunity that he's just going to resign. Yeah. I don't think he should, but I think he if he if he can get some assurances that he can basically control his destiny, as in he could choose to stay in NXT, he might do that. Because he does get to work with his childhood idol of HBK. Yeah, that's very true. And the thing too is what he could do is resign and say a part of the agreement he gets rights to his name. That I mean, that could be it. You sign, you sign a one-year deal to get your name back. Yeah, I'll I'll stay for a year if I get my name. It's interesting. So I don't know. And Britt Baker was asked about it, and she said that she's she's down. She's like like she just wants him to be happy. She supports him however he does this. That it's kind of interesting how they have their setup now because he owns Tuesday nights and I own Wednesdays and blah blah blah, you know. But there's something to be said about being in the same place together. So she was very noncommittal, very PR friendly with, you know, her statements. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Give us a comment. Give us a tweet. What do you guys think? Adam Cole to AEW for our conclusion or something else? New Japan impact staying in XT. Who knows? Um, do you have numbers from last week before we get into impact? I, I do, but I do want to call out this since we're talking about naming rights. Mm-hmm. So rumor has it, it has not been officially announced, but one of the reasons why Keith Lee has been off TV, yeah, is because he is he was not gonna he was fighting for the rights to his own name, oh. and that's why they wouldn't put him on TV. So he wanted to obtain Keith Lee, like Samoa Joe had that. Samo- I don't know if everybody knows this, but Samoa Joe, when he got fired from WWE, he had rights to his own name. He had it when he came into WWE. He didn't secede it to them, basically. Yes. 
Interesting. So, yeah, I thought that was that was pretty interesting. So that was his justification for why he's been off TV. He hasn't officially said it, but there's a lot of smoke around that. Okay. Okay. A lot of smoke. That that's why. Like it was said that he said it in close circle because he said he's going to talk about it. So he said that he was going to talk about it like a couple weeks ago. Give him a couple said, weeks. So or said, a week he ago. Again, he said it after last Monday. He said it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. He happened to win clean over carrying cross this week. So again, let's bury the NXT champion. Oh um, my god! It was actually it was a very entertaining match. It, uh, just, it was, but Carrion yeah. was not. Carrion is so buried. It just nobody gave a shit about Carrion Cross. Oh, but they love some Keith Lee because everyone loves Keith Lee. That's interesting because that's definitely a move to to get out on your own or know that it's coming and you know get out. Uh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'm. I would be great if he went back on the independent circuit. Him and Mia, they would be oh, great in Ring of Honor and great in Impact. Please. I think they'd be great going back to Impact because you you get Jade again. Mm-hmm. You can pull her out as Jade, uh, and then he. Because think about in think about this gloriousness. Impact opens up. W. Morrissey comes out there to talk all this shit, and here comes Keith Lee to shut him up. <laughs> oh, and that match yes please give yes, me that sign match. me give up me for that. that one um you know trey miguel chris bay versus uh, uh um uh, keith lee um i mean you could still do because kenny omega you could still do omega lee oh my god omega lee oh my god anyway uh, before we get into impact, let's talk about numbers. Do you have numbers from this past week? I do, I do, I really do. Okay, sure. so. Our, our our friendly flagship of WWE Monday Night Raw went down like usual. Like um, <laughs> it was uh, one point eight one four million down from one point nine two three. So mm-hmm. again, w- under two. They have not cracked two in a while. Just, yep. And and football season's getting ready to start here. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're uh God. Yeah, they're they're gonna hurt. Um, okay, NXT. We talked about them last week, but I'll go ahead and reiterate it. They pulled a dismal five twenty on Sci-Fi. Like on a they were a Sci-Fi show. They're on Sci-Fi Network, going against running gymnastics. against Simone Biles. And guess yeah. what? They, guess what they're running against tonight? Simone Biles. Her one event that she's doing. Well, no, her her, her one event's tomorrow. Tonight uh, we watched it. It was uh, the floor exercise and uh, America no, on the goal. It's on Tuesday night. Is is there? Oh, sorry, Tuesday. Night. Yeah, that's right. That's tonight. My bad. We 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 tape on Mondays. My this, bad. My so bad. so tonight for those of you listening, yeah, that's what I'm saying. NXT is tonight, and it runs against Simone Biles. Biles. So they're probably gonna do five hundred thousand. Yep. Um. And f- and for consecutive weeks now, so we have three consecutive weeks for SmackDown being over two million. Uh, SmackDown pulled a but two- yeah, it was still it was down. It was down. <laughs> It was 2.043 million down from their 2.137 million. So, uh, almost 100,000 people. I mean, you went from 2.3 on the 16th, 2.1 something on the, two weeks ago, 2.04. That's a trend, folks. I mean, that's, that's a trend. Just saying. Um, impact was up. Impact was one hundred thirteen thousand uh, up from one hundred four. So that's a cool nine thousand people. That's a that's a that's a good clip. 
You should say the percent because the percent sounds better. Yes, the percent does sound better. Um, But, okay, so, again, AEW is over the million mark. They were down, but they are still the number one show on cable. It was their fourth highest show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 1.108 million down from 1.148 million. So they lost 40,000. Which I'm good with. I mean, that's that's about about a wash, right? You know, that's... Roll over from week to week, keeping over that million. That's to say, consistency over the million. You have the big shows coming up here, um, which, by the way, so Monday, yesterday, uh, the tickets, the, the pre-sale happened already, but the tickets went on sale live for Rampage at the United Center, which is the larger, uh, largest arena in in Chicago area, larger than the Allstate Arena. I'll, I'll make mention of that for a very specific reason. Uh, they sold out in how long, Jamie? Five minutes. Five minutes and gone for the entire United Center. Close to 20,000 people. Or maybe they said, I don't know. Yeah. I still don't think it's going to be more. They, whatever. I mean, for a hockey game, they seat 23 or 20, whatever. And, and uh, whatever. It's like 20, 22,000, whatever it is. A lot of damn people are going to be in Chicago to watch. They CM sold 13,000 in pre-sale. That's nuts. Thirteen thousand pre Nuts. That's nuts. Now, why why are you bringing this up right now, JJ? Well, uh, because WWE was very keen on tweeting out earlier on uh, is at eleven twenty five a.m. I believe that's Central Standard Time. I think Twitter's showing my local time. Um, uh, eleven twenty five a.m. yesterday. That Raw sold out. So the day of, it finally sold out in Chicago, right? And it said, tonight's Raw show is sold out. We are sure it's going to be a great homecoming event. Yeah. For for a company that supposedly is not concerned with competition of AEW, doesn't view AEW as competition, they sure do troll a shitload. Oh my God, yes they do. (laughs) It's homecoming, terrible. coming home to Chicago, you know, all this stuff. It's like, we're sold out. We sold out Chicago. It's like, you, also sold, out, you also sold out the smaller arena. They sold out the Allstate Arena, which is the second second arena. They're WWE. They should be selling out. They're supposed to be they the should be selling out. They should be selling out the United Center, the big arena in town. Yeah. But they're not. They can't even sell, they can't even sell the Sprint Center. No, or T-Mobile I've had, Center, I've had or T-Mobile Center, Center now, but yeah, like I was a seat filler. Like they didn't sell shit. Like and they didn't sell. They didn't sell it this past time when they were there. I know that for a fact. All right, so enough making fun of WWE. Let's let's talk about real quick about some other good wrestling that happened this weekend. So Impact happened on Saturday was their homecoming event. So this past week on uh, the Impact show on Thursday night it was kind of their go home. There's go-home stuff that happened, but there's a couple things I did specifically want to talk about, okay? Uh, and they definitely relate to one Mr. Jay White. Of mm. course. I cannot yes. do this. It was the <clears throat> the U.S. promotion debut of Jay White. Jay White and Chris Bay in a tag match to open the show against the Good Brothers. Let's go. Oh, yes. These two together. Uh, Chris Bay keeps, keeps trying to do... Uh, uh, what, what he keeps going? He keeps trying to do... Uh, Beyblade, 
it's a switchblade. Yeah, that's fine. Blade. That's um, fine. That's and Jay's just like, eh, I, 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 we'll keep working on it. Uh, but no, they're they're great. Uh, it's great to see Jay White in there. Uh, it ends up that the Good Brothers do end up getting the victory. Miscommunication by Blay kind of leads them whatever, and then they do the magic killer get the victory. Now, a little bit later in the show, they go backstage there, and you know, it's Jay White and Chris Bay walking, and, and Chris is like, oh, man, God, I swear, I won my first match as part of the Bullet Club to go better, but we're going to do better. We're going to get him this, and Jay's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who said you were in the Bullet Club? I mean, you're definitely in consideration, but we expect more if you're going to be part of the Bullet Club. Um, but don't worry. I've got an idea about how we can uh, come about it. So that leads to uh, they jump Finjuice backstage. And next week, uh, Chris Bay has a match against David Finley on Impact. Oh, oh there you go. So some things going on there. Uh, Resurgence is coming up on the 20-something or another. Uh, look up, look up when that is, because anyway, so that all plays into this. Uh, other things that happened: Taylor Wilde beat Caleb with a K. Yes, that was intergender. It was fun to watch too. <laughs> um, you had Finjuice and Falaba, uh, and they won a no, Finjuice, Falaba, and No Way won an eight-man tag against Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, Rohit Raju, and Shira. Um, and then Tommy Dreamer announced there's going to be a number one contender battle royal in two weeks to determine who the uh, number one contender is. It started off this whole bit here. And so Scott Demore's got an angle he's playing because he was evasive for, the, for like the reviewer all night, right? And, you know, so they came up with we need Tommy's like, hey. Scott, we need to know. We need to have a number one contender. We got to have a number one contender. He goes, that's right. I got a bunch. Tell you what, you you are on this. I trust you explicitly, implicitly, whatever. You make it the call. I'll, I'll stand by anything you say. So he's he, there's some angle Scott's playing. I don't know what it is yet. It's very interesting. So there's a number one battle, number contender battle royal in two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So later on, you get Kenny Omega. Don Callis and the Good Brothers coming out to the ring, you know, doing the whole promo, typical promo they're doing there. Interrupted by Sammy Callahan, you know, at the at the screen there, and they're like, "There's four of us. There's one. What are you gonna do?" You know, because I don't know. Maybe I'll jump the rail and get you, you know. And then Frankie Kazarian jumps the rail, hops in the ring, beats them all up, pulls it off his hoodie, got the got the Elite Hunter shirt on, and next week, six man tag. Good Brothers. Kenny Omega, which is Sammy Callahan, Frankie Kazarian, and a third person. Hmm. Wait till you hear this. Okay. Um, Viral by Design, uh, they lost to Rich Swan and Willie Mack, which proceeded to infuriate them, and so they beat their living shit out of both of them. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, before you get to the main event of Moose Moose and Saban, which was excellent rematch mm-hmm. from uh, Slammiversary. Tommy Dreamer is sitting there with him and he's uh, walking backstage with the, uh, the announcer and he's like he walks up to Eddie Edwards and he asks Eddie Edwards to join Kazarian and yes, Sammy Callahan. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Eddie Edwards was on the receiving end of the, the baseball bat botch 
chair shot that damn near put him in a wheelchair or whatever. It was yeah, yeah. And so Tommy takes some convincing. Tommy convinces him for the betterment of Impact Wrestling. Wow, that's going to be interesting to see. I don't know how these two. I mean, it's all kayfabe, I know, but I don't know how these two are going to ex- coexist in a match. It's going to be so good. Moose versus Saban was a very good main event, very good rematch. Mm-hmm. Moose ended up getting the victory, um, and they get it brawled afterwards too. So, unfortunately, it doesn't feel like this is done. I want to see Moose move into things. I think they're both going to be in the Battle Royal, though. We'll see how it goes from there. That makes sense. So, that was the impact before. And then on Saturday, it was homecoming. And I, I bought this on Fight TV, 10 bucks, and it was well worth it. Uh, you remember the old mixed match challenge from WWE, right? Oh, 100%. Especially the, first, especially the first season of it. It was so good. This had that feeling to a T. So this is a one-night mixed match intergender uh, tag tournament. So you didn't have to be. It's not men versus men, women versus women. You can, you can go back and forth. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. There was gimmicks within this. There was comedy. The crowd was, once again, it's not a huge crowd. It's in their little studio there. 60, maybe, maybe, maybe 100 people. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Probably not. But it felt great. The energy was fantastic the whole night. I loved this so much. I really did. So I'm just going to give you the run through of each of the matches here. So you start off Hernandez and Alicia Edwards, um, who is, uh, those of you who don't know, that's Eddie Edwards' wife, mm-hmm. versus. Diana Perrazzo and her mystery opponent or mystery teammate is the drama queen king Matthew Renwalt. I almost called him the drama queen. The yeah. drama king Matthew Renwalt, the former Aiden English. If you didn't catch that, Matt Stryker made sure to say because he did a whole promo blackout. He appeared in the ring. He did a whole like eloquently speaking promo thing, right? Yeah. And Here's Matt Stryker. God, I love Stryker. Well, he certainly needs no aid in English. Oh, my God. <laughs> aid in English. Three words. Yep. I know. I know. I know. So, so bad. Matt Stryker on the nose. Um, Diaprazo and uh, uh, Renwalt get the victory. Uh, Renwalt does his like kind of reverse DDT thing, gets for the win. Then you had Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green versus... Big little Petey Pump and Thick Mama Pump, and that's how they were announced. And they came out in matching chainmail headdresses. It was so good. <laughs> yes, I saw that. They did all the Steiner moves in sync too. The whole like the you know the the, the yeah. pump up and then the elbow drop and then the one count. And they both rolled over and both did push ups. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it and it's so like good. And it's like you know. So Jordan does like a a, a, a suplex of. Uh, Cardona and then goes over takes Petey, Petey comes in, Cardona's up he goes over, tries to and can't, can't lift him up because he's so much smaller than Matt Cardona so here comes Jordan Grace from behind Petey and they double team, do a suplex together and <laughs> Jordan Grace is great in this, I loved it, it was yeah, it was everything I wanted, it's a shame that they didn't win uh, Chelsea Green ended up getting the win uh, she did an unprettier on uh on Jordan and that led they're moving on but they were fantastic together and then you had Tommy Dreener and Rachel Ellering came out with uh um Road Warriors face paint on 
uh, those of you who are unaware, Rich Ellering uh, is the daughter of uh, Paul Ellering, who was the manager for the Road Warriors back in the day. And so, yeah, so appreciation for the Road Warriors they had going on there versus Brian Myers. He has no partner because Tino Dashwood told him to go F off, right? So he, he tasked Sam Beal to find him. And during the week, they were teasing like ECW originals, right? You know, um, I can't remember what her name was, but one of the girls from ECW. And then ended Francine. up being that what? Francine? No, sorry, the B. It was. Uh, Beatrice something or another I don't I didn't I'm, I'm not the most knowledgeable on ECW I didn't really watch it that much I know shame on me right little bits here and there anyway doesn't matter because she wasn't there but okay Sam did get an ECW talent he got <laughs> the walking riot Missy Hyatt <laughs> no yep who was not a wrestler who was not a wrestler who was no. a manager yeah, and, she, and she's there, and she comes out, you know, with her, and she got she she got you know all the all the plastic surgery, right? But she comes out oh, yeah. with her Gucci bag and her high heels, stilettos on, and so happy to be there. Goes to the ring, and she's like, "I'm not what I'm not a wrestler." And, and Myers, just stand here, just do what you're doing. It's a good comedy bit here, you know. Like she's just like, "What am I doing here?" And he take her in, and she immediately take him back in, you know, this whole thing. And of course, uh, Tommy Dreamer and Rachel Ellering get the win. Yeah. And your final first round match was probably my favorite, despite the whole uh, thick mama pump and you know little PD pump thing. That's so good, yeah. This match had the best gifts of the night by far. It was Decay, who's super over, by the way. I didn't realize how over Decay was. This whole the whole night, people love them some Decay mm-hmm. versus Falaba. And Tasha steals. Fala and Flava. <laughs> That's great. And Fala Ba got to shine in this. So, um, like you know, so Rosemary takes herself in, right? You know, after the guys start, and she's like, "Come on, hit me!" You know, and he, and so you know, she's like, "Yes," and of course, you know, like so, Fall Boss goes, "No, no, 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 yes, no, no, no." And he keeps going back and forth, and he keeps, and, you know, he, he keeps calling her a weirdo, this and that, and. At one point, I'm not going to get over all the bits, but you, you go watch replays. This go watch clips of it on you on YouTube and on t- uh, Twitter. It's fantastic. There's this one point in time where he kind of shoves her down and she kind of falls backwards, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, and then he goes, "I was like, he's like, what? Oh, weirdo! Here, I'm a oh, guys. Guess who I am?" And he starts to do her whole like scary thing, and then she bends up screaming, and he just yells like blood curdling scream from the bottom of his toes. <laughs> Fala Ba awesome. is a national treasure. I'm going to say that right now. I loved every minute of this. Decay got the win, of course, but yes. Yeah. Uh, so good. Uh, this TV Magnon uh, backstage, he, he, he came out and um, he jumped. He said he came. I don't remember. I have it written down here in the wrong place, I think. But he came out and he jumped. Uh, P.D. Williams at some point, and he said he has one objective, and that is the X Division title. So Steve Macklin's going after the X Division title, which that's a good use of him. He he got the win on before the impact last week against Trey Miguel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so 
I mean, you know, Alexander's kind of gone through the gamut of, of opponents, so Macklin's good for that. Then you had uh, Willie Mack versus Diener from Violent by Design. And I did not expect this to be the match that would steal the show. But it pretty much did. Really? Unbelievably enough. Willie Mack is one of those, un, you know, it's not even like Keith Lee. You're just like built like a brick shit house, right? You know, but mm-hmm. he's thick, thick. I mean, Willie Mack doesn't look like a very athletic guy. He's got a beer gut and everything. But he can do some things that just like, how can he do that? That's not possible. And this is one of the best I've seen Diener in a long time. This match was great. It was surprising as hell, too. I didn't expect it to be this good, but it was fantastic. Loved it. Then you go second round of the tournament. Uh, Deanna Prazo, Matt Renwalt versus uh, Cardona and Chelsea Green. Um, second round was a lot more straightforward, right? So Renwalt gets the win, right? Renwalt and Deanna, they're moving on to the finals. Then you get Decay versus Tommy Dreamer and Rachel Ellering. Decay got the win. So you got Decay versus Deanna and Matt Renwalt. Then you get the X Division title match of Josh Alexander versus Black Taurus. This match is as good as you think it is. Yes, yeah. it was. It was. It was, it was very good. Uh, Taurus is very much a slow ramp up kind of character for a match. I don't know why, but he he just kind of is, you know. So um, Josh Alexander ended up getting the the win. I mean, it was a very entertaining match, though. Very good match. Uh, afterwards, he did a promo where he basically said that he's gone through everybody, blah, 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 all this stuff. And he's looking at AEW. You know who I'm talking about. Let's see who's got the best division. I don't know who that means necessarily. The instinct just from hearing that, who's got the best division you're looking at because he's a secondary title who would be miro Miro? is he calling out miro that's a death wish i mean it is i don't know if that's who i don't know if that's the direction he's going the internet seems to think other things they're trying to guess and say well it can't be sammy because sammy's got heat with impact which i don't think he really does have heat with impact it was just a bad circumstances the whole whatever you know he's supposed to be on we have sammy versus him would be fantastic uh, Cassidy, I yeah. see Cassidy and him do it. I don't know, but he seems to be calling out for somebody from um, AEW. I don't know. I don't know. I get we'll behind see. that. 100%. We will see. Uh, by the way, uh, their next pay per view, next actual pay per view, not only these little things like this, is Emergence on August twenty first. So. Okay, that's right around the corner. It's coming up quickly. Here is that is a busy ass weekend because it's. A, Twenty first is the same night as Summer Slam. Yeah, Summer Slam on a Saturday this year. Yeah, and then Takeovers on a Sunday. Yeah, reversed them. And then twentieth, that Friday, is um, Rampage in Chicago. Ramp, second Rampage, the the Chicago United Center show. So there's a lot of shit. We're gonna have a lot to talk about that weekend. Whew. I know. We oh man, yeah. We'll Meg, get, Meg, we'll, Megan's we'll talk, gotta we'll, defend one belt and try to win another. Yep, all in the same breath. And uh, we'll get together one of the nights, probably take over or something. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then you have last two matches of the night. You, you have the finals of the tournament first. So you have Deanna and Matt Renwald versus Decay for the homecoming finals. The winners are the homecoming king and queen. There's actual crowns that were made for this. Okay. Perfect. Um, <laughs> this was a very irritating ending there. There's a good history between Rosemary and... Diana, I feel like Rosemary's been, I don't know what it is. It's like, 
last like couple months, her character has been growing in a different way. I mean, you know, she started off, she was very much an extra, you know, kind of almost behind Abyss and Crazy Steve, right? Yeah. She was just kind of there. She didn't really say anything at all. And then, you know, Abyss left and then they were kind of all just like mishmash running. She had the thing with her and the bunny, which is the odd pairing. They're friends in real life, you know, but this odd pairing thing, which was entertaining. And then, but it seems like ever since, you know, Black Taurus came in, She's definitely taking the, the leadership mantle a lot more, I feel. But really, in the last month or so, I feel like her character has got even better. And this is saying, like, a little over a year ago, she had that fake, she had that almost wedding where she almost married <laughs> uh, yeah. the giant, who was it? Uh, giant Swinger? I can't remember who, but. Yeah, Giant um, Swinger. And it, 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 it ended, and everybody was in, like, weird costumes, and it ended with Tommy Dreamer doing, like, the whole, like, no, in the middle of the ring. It was, it was, it was, it was, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't the final deletion, but it was funny shit. Um, anyway, um, in the end, Queen's Gambit by Deanna Perrazzo on Rosemary for the victory. Deanna Perrazzo, Matt Reynolds are your king and queen. That makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Deanna's going on this because she doesn't have uh, Susan and Kimberly anymore. They did a promo on Impact on Thursday where you saw Sue Young-ish. You saw part of it, like nose up, and then it pans up. And then behind her is Kimberly in like her porcelain doll garb. Oh. Interesting. That's the, the, no context. That was it. Just boom. So... I like, I like, yeah, I teases. This is where you do it. Anyway, I think it makes a lot of sense. Deanna did a whole thing where she's like definitely looking for more, you know, class and people of the stature of her. That's what she's out there searching. And your main event was W. Morrissey versus Eddie Edwards in a hardcore match. That was, again, a lot better than I thought it was. Based on their last couple matches, I was like, eh, it's going to be whatever, right? No, this was brutal and rough. But not in the same manner. It wasn't trying to be Nick Gage and Jericho or Sammy Callahan and Kenny Omega. It was a different type of hardcore match. But it still was brutal. Instead of all the all the toys, all the stuff being used. Um, in the end, Eddie Edwards grabbed a chain that W. Morrissey had pulled out earlier on in the thing, wrapped it around his knee, and then did a Boston knee party, which is a shining wizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he calls it a Boston knee party because he's from, he's from Boston. Everything's going to be Boston, 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 right? Uh, he gets the win over W. Morrissey, which, uh, if you're counting, is W. Morrissey's first official loss in Impact Wrestling. Wow. So that's... That's a good way to end up. This was a good pay-per-view for a little mini kind of filler pay-per-view thing, right? This yeah. was fantastic. For 10 bucks. I can't speak enough. Like I said, these these tend to be better, I find, than some of the other ones, too, you know? These little little side jobbers, you know, they have, you know, every couple months, you know? Check them out. Saturday night, 10 bucks, well worth it. It's fantastic. So I'm interested to see. We got Chris Bay. Pulling out the Bullet Club, hopefully getting in the Bullet Club <laughs> this coming week here. And that six-man main event, Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan working together. I can't believe that's <laughs> actually happening. Like, I just don't even know what to say to that. I, I, I just words. Words don't exist for that. So, All right, that's what we had for Impact. Um, do you got anything else you want to go through? 
Not, no, I think we got a lot in today, actually. We did. There was other new stuff that happened. Ric Flair, by the way, got released. Uh, he asked for his release. And they let there's it the, happen. There, there's that, okay. Um, you know, that, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, like I said, there, there is other little news comes out here, but Adam Cole, Bray Wyatt. Let us know what you guys think. What are your predictions? What are your hopes? Let's go there. What are your hopes and what are your predictions for, for those two guys? So, mm-hmm. All right. We will be back on Thursday. AEW. Do they have a thing? Homecoming. Homecoming. This is like, Malachi uh, Black's in-ring debut. Oh, and I, I have high hopes for that match. Because, you know, you, you've been critical of um, um, Cody. I have times. I have, but I think he's going to do the right thing. He can bring he can bring it in the certain the right match. You yep. know, and I think this is the right match. I just oh, it's going to be good. Well, so we I that. think they've been protecting him because I still think his shoulders jacked. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Yeah. Plus, he's he had a lot. He had a ton of irons in the fire there with you know the the game show and his wife was pregnant all at the same time, and he's mm-hmm. he's actually more of the boardroom side of the EVPs where Kenny Omega is very much a talent person. Uh, the Young Bucks are very much production people. Mm-hmm. They all Cody have their skill re- sets. Cody yeah. is a boardroom. That's why, that's, why this, that's why they work so good together, the four of them. And the whole thing about beef between them is bullshit. Okay, oh. I'm calling it right now. 100%. Total bullshit. So anyway, um, we got that. Uh, so we'll be back on Thursday to talk about that. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow night on on. Yeah, on NXT, my guess is not much. It's going to be on sci-fi. It's whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we will also get back to you next Tuesday. Latest goings on. Keep an eye out next Monday. Once again, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. JourneyProKC.com. The next event tickets go on sale. They will sell out that day, folks. It's not going to be necessarily five minutes like, you know, AEW in Chicago for CM Punk's you know, uh, return, but it, they will sell out that day. So oh, 100%. be ready. 5 p.m. That's 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific. Be ready. If, if someone's coming from the Pacific, from, from the West Coast, I, you, you get a round of drinks on us too. Um, I think somebody's coming from the East Coast. I, I think so too. I think I think I know who you're talking about too. So we'll uh, we'll get into it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and get some more uh, interviews in with some Journey Pro uh, uh, people here. Uh, we'll get some more details. But like I said, fantastic show. We had a blast. Yes, it was hot. It sucked. The heat sucked. But that was the only thing that sucked. It was fantastic to be back, and I would do it all over again. Exactly like it was. Yep, one thousand percent. I'd wear I'd wear two masks. I don't care. Yeah, I would definitely do it again. That's what we got. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for uh, watching. Uh, we will see you on Thursday, and uh, there we are. Jamie, take us home. All right, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not down with total spot fest, I got five words for you. Five. That's right. That's a you lot ready? of words. You ready? Bray Wyatt to New Japan. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like it. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Peace.